Okay, and we're live on The Niche Agent. So today we've got a great guest for you. It's Chelsea Phillips from Keller Williams in Savannah, Georgia. So Chelsea, why don't you take a quick second and tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here. Hi, I am Chelsea Phillips in Savannah, Georgia, as mentioned. Um, I was asked to be on the show because I have a slightly different way of doing business. I like to come from contribution and I'm big into charities and using that to grow my business. Um, I don't know that it's so different, but I do really like to help, and so it's, it, I guess that's what sets my business apart. Um, down here in beautiful Savannah, I've been in real estate for only a year and a half, which makes me feel weird giving other people advice, but my first year I sold 28 homes, and this year I'll sell over 50, and it's by, like I don't count what my team does in my total, like I like to do it. Great. I mean, I think you're selling yourself short because I think you do a lot of really cool stuff and you do a lot of interesting uh, community events and things like that, and which we're going to delve into because most agents don't think that way and most agents typically go to traditional marketing, traditional lead generation sources, and you've kind of found your own path and really made it your own. And one of the things that I preach all the time here on The Niche Agent is being passionate about what you do. And just from our chats and what I've seen and what I've heard other people talk about you, you're definitely passionate about what you do, and that is part of the reason why I'm sure you've had the tremendous success you've had. I don't know if everybody would call it tremendous success, but I do love what I do. I My degrees are in psychology, marketing, and real estate, which is so sad, but like all I ever wanted to do was go into real estate. And so both my parents are brokers. Um, you know, I just think real estate is such a great thing to invest in, to be a part of. I mean, if you can find someone in the right house, you can set them up for life. And if, you know, you talk someone into the wrong house, you could ruin their Like, it's a huge responsibility. And so I have intentionally always thought it was, I feel blessed and, like, privileged to be an agent every day. I've, you know, we get to help people, and I just try to take that one step further and help people through everything that I do, and that's, I guess, what makes me different. It is, because a lot of agents are just here for the paycheck, and a lot of people hate their job or hate their career in real estate, and you not only love it, you love your clients, and you really push to the next level. I do. I do try to be the agent that cares. I'm set apart differently. Like, I love all my clients. If not, then I prefer them out. But, <laughs> you know, I really, you know, I'm so involved in this community and this market. Like, it means so much to me. So I do get involved in every aspect of it. And I guess that is what sets me apart. Um, it's never a paycheck. It's never a, you know, the price point doesn't really matter to me as much as I've been told it should. Um, it's just, you know, keep going, keep going, like, and help as many people as possible. And that's my only goal. Awesome, and you're doing a great job at that. So I want to talk about kind of where you came from and how you got into it. You mentioned your parents were real estate agents, but what were you doing before real estate, and what did that look like for you to go from whatever you went to school, obviously, for a bit, and then got into real estate? Can you talk a bit about your path? So I graduated from the University of Georgia, go dogs, and I always wanted to live in Savannah or Charleston, and I actually transferred from Duke to College of Charleston to UGA. And so I'd seen Charleston, like I love the historic, you know, architecture. I love the walkability of the city, the city size. Like I don't 
love traffic and we have like five minutes of it here and we start getting annoyed. Like there's certain things, you know, I need in a city. And I feel like the market in Savannah is so great for real estate because it's perfectly controllable. I know, you know, who's hiring, what that's going to mean to this market or what, you know, how the job situation is. So it's, it's really a great industry to predict. It's a great one for investing in and it's one I really believe in. So it makes it easier for me. But my uncle was a commercial broker in Savannah when I was little. And so we'd come down here all the time and I just fell in love with like the squares and the parks. And, you know, it's, it's an awesome investment since there's no high rises. So like you can own multifamilies and like, it's just a wonderful, wonderful place to live and to grow your business. Okay, so what you mentioned your schooling. How how much has that played a role in your success in real estate? I think my schooling definitely makes me a little bit more of a perfectionist than I need to be with my marketing, but I'm trying to step back a little bit and take hands off that way. But, um, you know, it was great learning about the market. Of course, school or even, you know, the class teaches you nothing about what you're going to need to do <laughs> to be in real estate, like not a thing. So, I mean, I can't say that school, you know, it's been great to with working with investments in terms of like return on investment and stuff and helping even families find that great investment that's going to be appreciating it, that they're not stuck someplace forever. So in that instance, it's, it's amazing. But um, I feel like the marketing, the psychology really helps. Um, but I would, you know, the real estate stuff, it's so hands-on and it's so different for every market. It's it's really hard to say that's, you know, was the best thing to do. I just don't think that that's the way you learn. I think you learn from the people who are so, ta like, you know, Gary Keller mentions going to your profits and he talks about profits as in P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S and you just find your mentors in this business and talk to them all the time, annoy them, like, <laughs> they are, you know, and watching episodes like this, watching the niche, it, like, this is how you learn what you should be doing, it's not, it's not going to be in a classroom somewhere, yep. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> I actually, I had great advice when I was first getting my license, and uh, it was a brokerage that I was going to work at, I ended up moving, but uh, I was in university at the time, and he said, if you're serious about real estate, and you really want to make it a career, he said, I wouldn't spend the next four years in university. He said, I'm not trying to talk you out of an education. He said, but there's no correlation between university degree and success in real estate. He said, you're better to go spend the next four years growing your business, learning the industry, and focusing on it, and do that. He said, in four years, you'll be farther ahead in this business than you would if you had a, just focused on your university degree. I believe that's totally true. I don't think that anything, you know, you can definitely learn this business, and it's, you don't have to do all that much to be successful in this business. You just have to care and do the same thing. It's not hard. It's just simple things over and over again until you've made yourself a success. So I want to jump into kind of what you're doing and what you're working on. For you, the community aspect and giving back to the community is a big thing for you. And you'd mentioned you have a few family members who are in real estate. Was that a strategy that they did, or was that something that they didn't do and kind of maybe gave you some kickback, or what, what did that look like for you when you started your business? No, my mom is an awesome agent, but she is down in Palm Beach, and, like, I call her for, um, like, advice, and she's like, what's an FHA loan? Like, what, you know, she doesn't even know what that could possibly be. So she's, like, 
she does great at what she does, but she loves new construction. She se loves selling out a con. Like I love a deal. Like I love beating everyone to it. I like make sure my clients get it. I like, you know, winning on the negotiations. Like that means so much more to me. And I don't know that it was necessarily my parents. Like I learned a lot about real estate from them, but um, I learned probably, and you know, we never lived in a house for more than two years. Like we were always taught, you know, you shouldn't tell people to invest in it unless you do it too. So we always have done that. And um, I guess that was, that was like the best advice my parents could have given me, but I've always been really philanthropic by nature. I've always been involved with everything from, you know, student president when I was little, all the way down the line. And in college, the same thing. I have a huge soft spot for like animal charities and women's charities and like children, like basically everything. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a sucker. I am such a sucker. Like any, any good cause and I am there. I am on the front lines. And so I always, you know, if it wasn't going to be real estate, it was probably going to be me working in a nonprofit. Um, but I think it, it comes a lot from not only like where I am, but from a marketing sense, those people are um, the people who, who give the most are usually at a different level. You know, they're not looking for their next paycheck. They're not, you know, they, they really, you know, care about the community, which makes me think they're probably good people, which because I love all my clients, I think that's true. They're probably wonderful people. Um, and it just, it means that they're, you know, I like to work with people who are like me, who care, who want to be invested in this community, who, you know, are passionate about something because I am very passionate about everything I do. Like, I can't go, like, put my toe in the, the deep end. Like, I'm all in or I'm out, you know? <laughs> So I guess I enjoy people like that. And actually, the person who um, helped came up with like our concept of moves with a purpose is uh, someone who was uh, in my upline, and she had moved to Atlanta. But she was such a great inspiration, in Liz Giddens, and she is so wonderful at what she does and caring and giving. And her energy and passion just makes you know are so exciting and it makes people excited because sellers are tired, buyers are tired. Like you have to be that energy, you have to be that passion or you're going to lose it. Yep. You can lose them anywhere along the transaction if you're not. So for you, you mentioned you have a kind of a program that you work on and that's part of your business model. Can you talk a bit about what you do with that? Yeah, uh, we have, so we're Moves with a Purpose and I have a partner who is also wonderful and cares the same way I do. Um, we Our business model is basically we give 10% back of our commission to a charity of the client's choice. So whatever the client, you know, feels passionate about, but it has to be a local charity. And so it's been great in the fact that, you know, people aren't super passionate about that person who, like, called them on the phone enough times or blah, blah, blah. You, saw, you took their pin from a restaurant downtown. Like, it's not, that's not passion to me. You know, I want, I don't want, like, people who are like, yeah, Chelsea's good. Like, I want the people who are like, gosh, that girl's amazing. Like, I love her. She's the big, you know, I want biggest fans afterwards. So that's what I go after. And um, 
I love people who are passionate like I am. And so, you know, when we get involved with their causes, it's, it's awesome. You know, they love giving back. We get them involved. And they're more likely to keep giving back, you know, getting pictured with a big check, going to hospice. Like some people have forgotten, like, that's a great charity. But if, you know, it's, it's something that helps the community. It's something that makes them feel better. It's, it's just great all around. So for you, you said you get you uh, said they're they get to choose the uh, local charity that they of their choice. Do you have a select list from it, or is it anything that they want? I mean, we have a select list, but we'll deviate from it. We try not to do anything that's like my church, and if it's a church, it like should go to a church program like feeding the hungry or something like that. Or I mean, we you know give back to schools, but really, if it's the, that client. It should be, I mean, we have never had anyone being like, let's donate to the Aryan Brotherhood. <laughs> but, they, probably, they probably wouldn't want to work with it anyway, so. Yeah, no, they wouldn't like me. So, like, Puppy Kickers Anonymous probably is going to, we're not going to get along <laughs> from day one. So, like, that's not my person. That's not my target audience. Um, most of the people who I work with have, you know, have, like, two or three, and that's, the way we can best actually get their message out if like a seller has you know three charities they feel really passionate about and we'll post a contest to our Facebook group and it actually has a link to the house some of these have been shared over 10,000 times and like all these people are seeing the house they're seeing what the house has to offer and we've gotten more than a few clients straight off of people seeing it on that contest it's great it's a great marketing tool it makes you, when you're sharing your house or when your client's sharing your house, you're not coming from a place of, look at what I do today. It's like, oh, look, you can help the community by voting for this. Also, look at the house we have for sale. You know, it's not so selfish or self-centered. It's It comes from a good place, and people see that and share it, and it's great. It's a great message. It's a great – and if you're already going to move anyway, why wouldn't you want to move with a purpose? Absolutely. And it's a win-win-win for everybody because you get exposure from it. You get to feel feel good that you know you're helping out. The client is feeling good about it because their money is going to a good cause. And also it's helping the local charities, which in return helps the community, which helps make the community better, which helps your business. Because yeah. the better the community is, the better you are. Win-win-win. That's what I like. And I think it definitely does that. And it, you know, is a great... Not only for the char which I love, like it makes me so happy to be able to help these charities, but it's also great for the client because their house is getting way more exposure than it would ever get before. And it's, you know, the charities love it. The charities love sharing our message. Like we speak to them directly. They know that the easiest way to, um, the easiest way to raise money for their cause might be handing out our card. Yeah. And those are the people who have the highest fear of it. So that school principal. He knows, like, if he wants those books this year, like, somebody's moving here anyways. <laughs> why wouldn't they want to, you know, work with us? Yeah. They become your biggest salesperson. They do. They do. So do you have the client choose them at the beginning of the process then, or is that something that happens once the deal closes, or what does it look like for you when, for that, uh, when you're choosing the actual organization? So when it's a buyer or when it's a seller, it's right when it goes on the market. They choose them. The contest is there from day one. So if it, you know, they know that it is based on this house closing, this is when they're going to get their, their money. And so usually that's when a um, 
seller chooses so that they can have their contest, they can have their house shared, and it's, it's a big marketing event to get it out there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we usually even do a party to like, you know, and have the people from the charity there. We've done, you know, um, adoption drives at open houses in their backyard. You know, like, wow. we are not the same, and we don't want to be the same. Sounds like you do some pretty awesome stuff. Do you, for you, I mean, I was just thinking too, I mean, that obviously would make the charities now become promoters for you guys because they're rooting for that home to sell because if it sells, they're going to get the money. So they obviously want to see it get sold. So I'm sure they'd be watching if they have buyers or sellers that they're rooting for you. Yes. And that's all, you know, these the people with, um, you know, you talk about all the different ways to get business and stuff and like people talk about referrals and Facebook, but the renewable sources of referrals, the people who are constantly coming into contact with people who are moving and like their spread is so far, they obviously are really involved in the community. You know, these are the people who talk to most people each day. And so these are the ones you, you should want to go after. These are the ones who are going to refer you for life. Yeah. So I have to ask you, I'm sure you guys a lot is how do you have time to actually sell real estate when you're getting involved with all of these different uh, organizations and stuff? I mean, that's how I get involved. You know, like we'll have I'll pick up three buyer leads from the or seller leads from the junior league thrift sale. Like, there's not. I mean, that's that's the way to do it. I mean, I I don't prospect the way other people's prospect or other people prospect like. Yep. My legion doesn't look like everyone else's legion. Yeah. I I count that time at that networking event at that thing as legion. Yeah, we actually I have had uh, Asif Khan on. He's a Remax agent here in the in the Toronto area, and very similar. He does a lot with uh, hockey. He's got three kids, and he's involved with his kids' hockey, and he coaches and gets really involved with the hockey in school. And he said that becomes lead generation time, he sets it aside, he has his core time for real estate, which he focuses on, where he does listings and sellings and stuff, but he doesn't really prospect because he doesn't have to, he gets, I think he said he was doing about 40 or 50 deals a year, and the majority of it's coming from just those connections he's making, and everyone else is saying, well, when do you have time to lead generate? He said, I'm enjoying myself, having spending the time with my family and kids, and my business is growing, so it was a win-win. Yes. I feel the same way. I'm helping my community and my business is growing. I'm out there every day. They know I practice what I preach. I, you know, my clients know that I'll always be there for them, that I care, that I care about every, and, you know, they like to see it. It makes them feel good that they, you know, go with the realtor cares. It's just amazing for business and my prospecting seems to be a lot more fun than most people. (laughs) I would probably imagine that for sure. So, Obviously, it takes a certain type of personality to be able to do that because there are some agents who I could not see even if you force them to try to do what you're doing. How do you stay energized? How do you stay motivated? And how do you stay engaged with that? Or is that just your personality type? I think it's a lot my personality. I really get motivated by... I know uh, I get motivated motivated by seeing great agents, which I'm you know, in the Legion and Objections group with some amazing people, and they inspire me every day. Um, but I also, and you know, I, the people in my upline are wonderful, but I also really get inspired by um, seeing really bad agents, and I'm like, gosh, I need to save that person. Just like every cause, like, 
I feel like it's my job to save this poor first-time home buyer who's going to have that agent talk them into this new construction they can barely afford. You know, like that's my that's my thing. And so it's all about saving these wonderful people from, you know, and making sure that they make the best investment possible so that they can live out their dreams and continue to give back to the community. And that's a great point and it's a great attitude because there's a lot of agents who feel that their job, they maybe they get overpaid or they don't have enough value and that it's almost, they feel like they feel horrible asking for business. And when you have the idea and the mindset that you're helping them and you're saving them from someone else, you're making them more money, you're making it a better experience for them, you owe it to the client to be working with them. And when you can have that attitude, it changes how you do your whole business because you know you're the agent for the job and you know that they're better off by working with you. Right. I think it's all a part of, you know, having a unique value proposition that you really believe in. And if I, I couldn't wake up and just think I was a salesperson every, like, okay, like, you could be used cards. Like, I have to think that I'm making a difference or changing something or helping someone every day or I wouldn't be inspired. I wouldn't feel good about what I do all the time. And I just couldn't even live that way. Like, it's, it's not in me in my personality to just want to take from others or benefit from like I have to feel my life's worthwhile I have to give back I have to feel like I'm helping yeah, that's great so for you you're obviously doing a lot with these charities and events are you doing much to stay involved or engaged with the charities after say Seller A selects this charity and cause. Is it kind of, are you done with them once that's over, or do you still stay involved or connected with them? I mean, we we try to stay involved, but it's it's hard. You know, we'll sponsor a lunch or something. There's like an association of fundraising professionals when a lot of, you know, these charities and stuff meet. Um, we should be better about customizing a drip and having them in it, but... I guess that's one place that I really need to work on in my business because it is like, ooh, the next thing, like, what? There's a new one that rescues old dogs? Like, why am I not involved in this? You know, like, there's there's just so much to do. It, it feels hard to uh, stay on top of everything, but I guess that is one thing that would probably benefit my business immensely is to um, concentrate on, you know, reminding those people that I'm always here, we're happy to take you know, to do business with you, and we're still, you know, the best out there for them. Yeah. Are you doing any marketing specifically to those organizations, or is it just that introduction and the, the donation, or are you doing marketing campaigns around that at all? We do. Uh, we, like, do, as I mentioned, the Association of Fundraising Professionals, we, um, we do go in there and talk about what we do, sponsor lunches, um, we attend events with them. We uh, go to these charity because usually the people who care and are involved in one are involved in the board of more than one. So like yep. you know, so I see them out at a lot of networking events, a lot of first city, and remind them that way. But um, I guess we don't go, and we do prospect, and we try to talk to at least two charities a week two new ones because there are a ton. There's so many. You don't even know. There's there's something, you know, for kids with one blind right eye. Like there's every kind of charity that there you ever imagined out there. And they all 
are great and need help. We try to get involved with the United Way so that they can talk to us, you know, so we can make sure that everybody on their list knows since they're some conglomeration of all the different um, charity nonprofits around. But should we probably be better? I mean, we could market more towards them. But usually once they get our message, it's, they get they get it, and the thing is, I mean, you said you're not that long in the business. So you said how long a year or two two years a now? A year and a half. So two years in March. You've got a lot. You've ha you've done a lot, and you've got a, a lot accomplished in that short amount of time. So you can't expect you to be running at 100% in your business, and it's always going to be there's going to be room to grow and and build it and. I think you've accomplished a tremendous amount in that short amount of time because there are some agents where a year and a half has gone by and they haven't even done a deal. They're still wondering what the heck's going on in this business. So you, you've definitely, you know where you're going and you're following that and you're, you're making it a journey and it's awesome to see where you're headed with it. Thank you so much. I like to think that I'm going to get there someday. It feels, it feel, every time you go and mastermind with other agents and which is so great to do you feel like you're farther behind than you you're like dang like that kid's 18 you know like you always feel like you're what what they just in, invented a cure for cancer while doing real estate and you're like oh oh that's lovely that should probably happen to me too <laughs> but it is great to see um, you know what everyone's doing it, it keeps you ready to go out there and I mean, I guess that's, I don't know that I'm that different or that successful. I just, I'm just like the fish from Nemo. Like, I just keep swimming. I don't usually, like, I don't pay as much attention to monetary goals or anything as I should. I just, you know, I'm like, how many people can we help today? Like, what can we do today to, to make this work? And that's clear in what you do, and to me that's just as important as having a perfect business plan or having a perfect direction is that, to me, the passion out-trumps a good business plan. It's, I mean, I coach agents all the time, and I tell them to have a good business plan, but if you don't have the passion behind it, you're going to burn out. You're not going to enjoy it. You're going to hate what you're doing anyway. So so where do you see, then, the future of your business and your team going? Because obviously this is something that's really taken off and has a lot of... Uh, a lot of life to it, and it's got a lot going on. Where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? I mean, I would just like to continue grow. I would like to, I mean, for me, it's really hard for me to sit down and do the things that I should, like that recruitment of the, the perfect buyer's agent, so I'll have, like, three that I'll feed stuff to that are not, that, you know, do their own thing as well. It's, it's hard for me because, like, my focus isn't, isn't, growing as much as it should be because I know we'd help a lot more people if I did. Mm -hmm. It's it's on like right there and I think that's what I'm going to try to focus on next year is making sure that the team is growing in the way that it should, that my group is growing it and that you know we're spreading the culture and not just keeping it so limited. That's good. Are you planning to keep the same obviously culture and idea and mindset around that with the team or is that just something you want to do personally or will you be getting them to be involved in choosing agents that are involved as well? I think that it will always be, you know, this is my culture. I can't change it. And any group I get along, like, I'm not, you know, any agent who thinks, like, this is not, you know, this real estate is just a means to getting to my beach house and blah, 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 like, that's, 
it's not my culture. It's hard. I don't understand it. And they're not going to feel the same way about their clients that I do. And I don't think that, you know, it would be hard for them to like give the customer level of customer service. I think my clients deserve, like they do deserve it. And so I, I think that I would have to have someone who has the same culture and values as I do yeah. to, to be on the team. I'm sure you would weed them out pretty quickly and you'd get a feel for them anyways because with the amount of stuff you're doing, they, they'd they either jump in or jump out, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure I scare off a lot of them. <laughs> and I'm sure you attract a lot of great people too. So. so can you share one piece of advice for our listeners that if they're thinking about getting involved and trying to do more with their business and more with their community, can you share some maybe on life balance or work or how to get out there? Can you just share one good piece of advice? I mean, you're already doing, like, you should already have these hobbies. You should already have these, like, what do you care about? And if it's if it's not realistic, like, figure it out. There are so many things. There are so many great, great causes that should resonate with you. Like, go after that one. Share what you do there. I mean, these, you know, you want to be around people who care. The people who care are the ones who are going to, you know, care about, making sure you're referred. They're the ones who are going to speak to those people. They're the ones who are always going to be conscientious of helping you since they're conscientious of helping the community. You know, just jump right in with a cause that you feel means something and everybody around you will take note. Yep, absolutely. And it's actually funny. It turns out we're both part of the same organization. We didn't even realize that we're both JCs. So yes. I, I can tell you that you're a great person just because you're part of JCs. So... I know that. Well, that was so easy of an in, right? Like <laughs> that was it. As soon as I found that, I knew you're a good person. So. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> I'm not going to tell you about the three serial killers in RJCs down here. Then I was, you know. <laughs> so, what's the best way for our listeners to check out what you're doing, or if they want to connect with you, how can they do that then? Um, feel free to shoot me an email at uh, movesavannah.com. Or you can call me at 912-332-0465. I love helping people. Feel free to call me. I'm more than happy to listen. I don't know, you know, I know my model can't work for everyone, but there's a lot of other stuff. You know, I really do care about the marketing and try to step up my game in any way I can. I'm more than happy to be a resource for anyone who would like it. We appreciate you being on the show, and I know I'm personally going to send this to a lot of uh, agents that I know who would definitely resonate with this specifically because I have a few agents that I know just are passionate about the same things and are looking to really make that part of the business, so I'm definitely going to share this episode directly with them as well. So, Chelsea, thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what you guys are up to in the future and seeing what kind of changes you're making in your community. Thank you so much. I can't wait. I hope there's a lot of edits for this episode, but thank you. <laughs> you did good. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.